Curtis Cook, what is your major compliment for the Animorphs book series? That uh, makes science fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's your favorite science thing about it? Uh, you know, Andalites eat with their feet, and I just think that <laughs> is science. <laughs> Whoa, we didn't hear that in the book. I don't remember. Oh, that. well, you should have read more books. <laughs> Chris, what's your major compliment? Uh, in the second book we read, The Attack, mm-hmm. uh, they go to this alien planet, uh, and the aliens are called the Iscourt. Mm-hmm. And the author did a great job of making those aliens super obnoxious, yeah. because I love the situation of, are these guys worth saving? Yeah. Like, I, I think that's such a fun dilemma. That is, can I just piggyback on that? Because my favorite was from the salesmen of Iscourt. Yeah, the, yeah, <laughs> they're all salesmen. They're all, like, used car salesmen. They landed on the used sales court level of Iscourt, and so <laughs> every... So like, the opening of the escort is just everyone yelling at him and I loved the lines I will buy your memories you stink horribly I will cleanse you and here eat this larva let it gestate inside you and we'll split the proceeds between your heirs um, I want to <laughs> piggyback off of this because I, I was really impressed because I was pretty sure this was deeply racist but I couldn't figure out how so points go to Animorphs <laughs> I know, I, I'm i pretty sure, like, I'm not dumb. I'm sure that this is an allegory for some people, but I couldn't figure out which it was. So they, they got it by me. Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We're a good podcast about mostly bad books, movies, and TV. Each week, we review a topic selected by one of our generous sponsors, and no matter how bad or good it is, we start and end every show with a compliment. It's called the compliment sandwich. You just heard the first part of it. I changed this up a little bit last week from our normal routine, and it confused some of you. So we're starting with the compliment right away, getting it out in the open. Uh, I'm your host. I'm Alex Falcone on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. Joining me, as always, in Brooklyn, New York, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter. It's Mr. Chris Smith. Hey, guys. I'm Zach. I'm kind of the leader of the group, but I don't really want to be. And I got this cool older brother, but he stopped playing basketball and joined a cult, so I might want to join a cult, too. Oh, hey, aliens. You're in the middle of the best will they or won't they, except we skipped 25 yeah. books, so they will. <laughs> it's just like, will him and Cassie ever get together? Book two. They got together. <laughs> Yeah, they kissed. Yeah, and apparently it was a big deal because they didn't. But it felt like they just went for it. Also joining us, yeah, uh, in Northern California, is Mr. Ezra Fox. Hey, Alex. Uh, I don't have any parents or anyone that cares about me, so I'm just gonna be a a, a bird forever. <laughs> yeah. It's a happy ending. No family. <laughs> yeah, Tobias, man. What a what a weird dude. Uh, question, important question, maybe you know this, Curtis. If you change into a bird forever, do you live a normal bird life, or do you live your human years as oh. a bird? Uh, well, if you turn into a bird forever, what happens is eventually some kind of, uh, time lord will come to you and tell you that you can have your morphing powers back, but you have to choose whether or not you become a human for more than two hours forever and never transform ever again, or if your normal form is still a red-tailed hawk, but you can sometimes uh, be a person. Was and then you have true? sex with Rachel. stick with a hawk, right? What? In wait, wait, no, 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 go back to that last point. <laughs> I think he has sex with Rachel at some point. Oh, neat. Oh, Good yeah. Good for him and Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> will they or won't they? They will. <laughs> yeah. Animorphs. Yeah, yeah. Man, Marco, what happens with Marco then? Is he, like, do the stuff with the android? Yeah, he's uh, for sure. Alone. I don't remember what happens to Marco. Uh, let that voice you've heard, uh, please welcome back our very special guest. He's at Curtis underscore Cook on Twitter. 
in Portland, Oregon. Please welcome back Curtis Cook. Uh, hey guys, I'm just slowly, cripplingly yelling inside for alien invaders not to attack my brother, but I'm powerless against my own body and slowly losing my mind. It's a lot like Johnny Get Your Gun, but with aliens. Is that Aliens Get Your Gun or Johnny Get Your Aliens or... Aliens Johnny, get get your your aliens. Aliens. Johnny, get your ray gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good, too. Oh, there you go. You guys may remember Curtis from episode number 209, The Power of One. That book sucked. Yeah, it did that suck. book did I... suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's case... the opening from every returning guest. In case you missed it, that book sucked. <laughs> well, but we're lucky to have you, Curtis, because uh, you actually loved the series, so this time it didn't suck for you. Oh, I love... Yeah, this was my shit. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so did yeah. you read the whole series? Uh, I have not read the Megamorphs. Did you read the? I read the Megamorphs and the Andalite Chronicles. I read most of the Animorphs, and I've read the last book. But I there's a couple in the middle that I missed. And I saw the television series and had the toys. The toys oh, wow. were pretty shitty. Um, <laughs> well, that is going to make our sponsor very happy because uh, our sponsor this week. So we watched Animorphs. We watch or we read Animorphs. We read. Book number one, Invasion, The Invasion, and number 26, The Attack, uh, which was, con- coincidentally enough, the last contiguous book written by the author, Applegate. Oh, oh really? Yeah. K.A. Applegate. Yeah. K.A. Applegate. After 26, they were all written by interns at Scholastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, this episode, by the way, is episode number 200. It's so hard to get this new thing straight for me. This is episode number 281. <laughs> We've now done as many episodes as the number of rooms in the brand new Hard Rock Hotel in Dubai, which is opening this summer. Nice. Do, so, do we move on to our final compliments now, or? <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of things that are there are more of than I expected, we're talking about Animorphs this week. Uh, it's a fifty-plus book series uh, written mostly by interns at Scholastic, but it's like I think there's there's fifty-five-ish regular ones plus the Megamorphs and the Andalite Chronicles and all. It just there's a lot of it. Do interns just yeah. do everything? I'll... Like, like are most things that that are made are those by interns now? Anything that there's more than 25 of is mostly done by interns. Okay, let me think. So, the 26th Ricola drop that I have in my bag, that's by interns. But yeah, yeah, the first 25 are the Ricola Masters. But but, uh, (laughs) Franco Ricola did make the first 25. (laughs) Of the Swiss Ricolas? Yes, of the Swiss (laughs) Ricolas. Yeah. Um, Also, uh, like, when you start eating rice, the first 25 always tastes better than the next million and a half. Oh, because those were, were made, but those were the inferior quality the made by interns. interns. Man. Um, yeah. It's all unpaid internships done for college credit. Also, this is part, we should say this, we're, this is the beginning of our very special, love month is over, right? Love is dead month. Love month's over. So yeah. instead, the, our, new, the, our new theme this month is, this is foreign bodies month, <laughs> which is a terrible name <laughs> for a theme. If, if I could give go behind the curtain, guys. Uh, so we're kind of brainstorming of what what was the common theme for the things we had chosen. Uh, and Tanya threw out foreign bodies. And because whoever names them first, that's how it goes, uh, we were now uh, yeah. bound to it. So We use the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, but these foreign bodies are aliens. Yes. So it works. Well, and there are also are like foreign bodies, because the yurks climb into your brain like it seems like every other sci-fi series. Yeah. yeah, why are they always about the brains or the butts? There's always right? a slug in the brain. Why not somewhere in the middle? <laughs> Classic Ezra Fox. I want the aliens to go in through my middle. 
<laughs> this episode is sponsored by Anna, who said this. I think they're genuinely good, funny, dramatic books that raise a lot of really interesting questions about war, freedom, morality, and what it's like to be a squid. So <laughs> I, I like that we can finally tackle all of those hard questions. I don't know if we got that much about war and freedom and morality in this one. We got little bits. I think what I understood was uh, war, sometimes good. Freedom morality, mostly good. Squids weren't covered in this one, but I'm going to say, yeah. like, largely bad. <laughs> really? That's what it would be like to be a squid? Curtis, that's what squid? That's... do you remember the squid business? I do not remember the squid business. <laughs> well, Anna really wanted someone to, to come in who loved the book, so we're glad you could make it. Uh, if you want to force us to read anything from your childhood that is genuinely good and or about squids, go to read-weep.com, sign up on the mailing list. We would love to read it. Chris, for those of us who did not pay enough attention to Animorphs, those of us who are more like Goosebumps kids, can mm-hmm. you summarize yeah. this book, these two books, and maybe the series generally, in the style of a skittish lizard with a human brain? <laughs> <laughs> okay. First, you got to check. If you, oh, man, Chris, no Chris, spiders if around. You, no spiders around. No spiders. <laughs> Chris, sustain it for more than five seconds and you get a cookie. But not like an actual cookie, like a Facebook chat sticker of a cookie. (laughs) Oh, fuck that. Okay, I'm just going in. Uh, (laughs) All right. So uh, five young teenagers are coming home from the mall uh, and and duck through a construction site when a spaceship lands. And the ship is piloted by an Andalite, which is a half-man, half-deer with a scorpion tail. And they're the good guys, believe it or not. Just your standard half-man, (laughs) half-deer. Standard half-man, half-deer with a scorpion tail and a blade on the ends that can shapeshift into other uh, an- uh, you know, forms and animals. Um, and, he, and he tells the, the five teenagers that Earth is what? under... Wait, sorry, Chris. Would you say he could morph, morph into them, maybe? Uh, I would say or- that he could uh, transform. Would you, call it, would you call him an andimorph? Yeah. A- Andy transform? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's sort of a trans... Uh, and a, and trans uh, shaping person is that an allegory for something that I'm uncomfortable about? <laughs> Probably, <laughs> I'm just not sure you're getting it yet. Carry on. So uh, this Android guy, he tells he, t- he tells him the Earth is under attack. It's under attack by in secret though by a secret army of these little slugs called the Yerks who control the minds of other species. They go into their brain and then they pilot that that body like it's a. Hey Chris, like do you mean sort of like the host and or like invasion of the body snatchers and or like a bunch of other times where there's yeah a wrath of slug con control? yeah like a bunch of other times where there's a mind controlling <laughs> slug or worm that goes in through the ear yeah mm-hmm. okay man. You know what the real problem is? Slugs don't have like anyone who's got their back. You know, like if I was like the anti-slug defamation huh. league. You guys, yeah. Wait, you anti- guys. <laughs> wait, Curtis. Before we get into that, I want to cover the anti-slug defamation league. Yes, <laughs> because hashtag I... yes all slugs. No, I'm pretty sure if you said the anti-defamation slug league, but you didn't. You said you're anti-slug and pro-defamation. No, so, no, 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 no. It's, it's the anti killing slugs and defaming oh, them. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> anti, and then space slug defamation. Oh, it's the hyphen that I didn't hear. I, I, yeah. I think I think I just saved myself through me reinterpreting what I said. Yeah, I think that's some retcon of that hyphen. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Curtis? Oh no, I, you know the animorphs had had that slugs back or the the andalites. You guys. Oh. This is a rich history here you're not getting. Man, oh, I'm really. Yeah. This, 
This rabbit hole is deep, my friend. Wait, I thought the Andalites were yeah. dedicated to trying to destroy the Yurks. I thought that no, was their the, whole thing. The Andalites are like one of the most advanced species of aliens out there, and when they mm-hmm. met the Yurks, they felt bad that the Yurks didn't have the ability to like be real creatures. Because the Yurks are highly intelligent, but they're just slugs, so they helped the Yurks take over the brains of monkeys at the Yurk planet, but then they use those monkeys to start taking over Andalites and starting wars. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. It's like we always oh, say on the show, yeah. you guys, mo monkeys, mo problems. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you mo give a... You come across. You give a Yurk a monkey. Yeah, uh, he'll, he'll take, take a... a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He'll take a no war. shit. Um, so, so these Yurks drive uh, body cars, basically, uh, <laughs> called the Hork Bajir, and uh, as they're bladey foot soldiers and also some bug things called taxons and now they're invading uh, earth and humans and stuff and so to to fight this secret invasion the andalite gives the five kids the power to morph into animals they can now touch an animal absorb that animal's dna and then at will morph into that animal for up to but not uh over two hours because more than two hours and then they'll be permanently stuck in that body <laughs> if you experience morphine uh, for more than two hours please see your doctor <laughs> yeah, yeah, please, please see a doctor. Or I, uh, I know, would. I mean, stay stuck as a hawk. Forever. It seems strange that as the series goes on, it's not like they get to Andalite Anamorph Technology two point one or something, where you can do it for an, two and a half hours. Oh, like you want just, like a firmware upgrade? Yeah, there's, yeah you got to yeah, upgrade these Anamorphs. It's, it's been be decades. Yeah, the two Boy. hour time limit seems um, I don't know arbitrary. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let me let me tell you about these five kids. Yeah, go there's, for it. Uh, Jake, he's. He's the leader of the group. He's your basic protagonist. Um, the books are kind of basic off the shelf protagonist. <laughs> yeah, he's like reluctant leader. Uh, his personality is most like a golden retriever in that he's enthusiastic but kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. And there's Marcus, who's uh, his best friend, who's uh, smart and skeptical, and it's sort of the comic relief. There's uh, Tobias, the introspective nerd who uh, is basically permanently stuck as a hawk after the first book. He's very in touch with... Uh, <laughs> who is? It's weird. A hawk. <laughs> yeah. Just forget yeah. that sometimes. Follow but... me. Uh, yeah, there's uh, Cassie, and she's Jake's crush. She's a girl, and she is uh, her. She lives on a farm, and her mom uh, works at the zoo, so they've got a lot of access to animals. And there's Rachel, who's Jake's cousin, and she's pretty, and she's blonde. Uh, okay, I want to wait. I want to. I want to hit this for a second. Uh, uh, let's let's talk about the way. Ezra, try that again. Sorry, I want to touch on this for a second. <laughs> okay, phrasing. <laughs> okay, I want to bump up against this for a second. <laughs> okay, okay, on okay. the subway or like when she's into it. Okay, the way Jake introduces her is Rachel is really pretty. She's like she was like she was like gorgeous. Oh, Rachel's my cousin, by the way. That's not how you talk. <laughs> so that's, that was the order. Yeah. How about cousin first, crushing on? Yeah, cousin second, first. But... Yeah, it's just I, that's the thing that was weird yeah. about Jake for me. He was like he 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 was in control of telling the story, but like I guess it's like the opposite of like unreliable. He was like too reliable. He's like he yeah, showed right. too much of his <laughs> yeah. true feelings. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, too earnest. Accuse himself at all. Yeah, um, but the thing about Rachel that is cool is that she, in addition to being pretty, loves to fight, and she's kind of a badass warrior type person. Right, so she's for example, if Ezra tried to bump up. up against her, she would break his fucking arms. I would not. I would <laughs> yeah. not do that. Yeah. Um, 
So, so it's these five kids. There's Jake, Marcus, Tobias, Cassie, and Rachel, and they are fighting against the Yerks. And the leader of the bad guys is this guy, uh, Visser Three, who was an Andalite, but is now being driven by a, a slug. Um, and we, we can all agree that Visser's went downhill after two, right? I, I think that uh, yeah, that's right. I, I I would say though he is in my top five Vissers. <laughs> yes, name yes, the other four. <laughs> One, two, and four. Visser one, Visser two. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You need you get one more Visser. And uh oh, Visser, Visser Swashy? Isn't that a <laughs> what is that? What am I trying to say? Isn't there a isn't there like an actor? I don't know. Never mind. Vin Diesel. Yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking of Vincenzo Diesel. That's my fault. <laughs> okay. Common mistake. So um so this is the first book that we read. It's called The Invasion, and uh, basically it's where the kids learn to, to morph, and they, they learn that some of the people in their town, like Zach's brother Tom, start acting strange. Tom's quit the basketball team, and now he's into a strange group called The Sharing. Hey, come on down to The Sharing. You'd really like it. I don't want to tell you about it, but there's some sharing. He's totally an alien. Yeah. And so the gang goes uh, well, to Well, I thought sharing. he was just a multi-level marketer. Or is it like just a really like just really open minded orgy club? <laughs> Super open. Oh, Anything goes there. Yeah. In- invite your smelly little brother. Yeah. Um, so the gang goes to scope this out, and they they uh, Zach transforms into a dog, and he discovers that his brother is totally controlled by an alien, and also the vice principal of the school is also an alien. Um, Not so, to be confused uh, with the really school- tremendous book series, my teacher is an alien. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This one, I think, is much more about the morphing because Zach morphs into a lizard school to sneak around and discover that the Yerks. So the Yerks, sorry. they need to like Jake, bathe right? in some radiation. Yeah, Jake. I'm sorry. Did I say Zach? I'm saying Zach. Everyone gets one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did I say Zach? It doesn't matter. Keep going. Shit. This is taking too long, matter. Chris. So, so, so let's pull this in for a landing. <laughs> okay. Uh the alien pool where they're holding people captive is under the school and under the whole town. So they got to go rescue everybody. And so they transform into animals and they're badasses and they just uh, rescue almost everybody. And uh, and that's number one. And quickly, number 26. <laughs> uh, there's a cosmic wager between two super powerful beings where they send the Animorphs to a planet to fight against seven Howlers, which are aliens that have lava for skin and are way stronger than the Animorphs. But they have a collective memory. And utility belts and, like, spinning uh, waists or something like that. It was really all over the map. Yeah. Yeah. I have more thoughts on the Howlers, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah. But by now, they can morph into, like, every single freaking animal ever. So they have a big choice of all this stuff. They can morph into birds and dinosaurs and whatever. Um, So uh, they exploit the collective memory of the Howlers because uh, uh, one of them becomes a Howler. And then... uh, like transmits he has access to their databases he's got all their ba- their bank yeah. passwords <laughs> and he looks That's up right. their history he hacks their mainframe yeah he hacks the mainframe and, uh, with and love viruses love instead of violence <laughs> yeah with love and hearts and rainbows and then they win the fight because then uh, you know they're no longer fighting and they just want to kiss people so uh, uh, it was silly. So that's the series. Um, <laughs> that was silly. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so here's what we're gonna do. I think because Curtis, you know so much more about this than the rest of us. Uh, Chris, did you read any of these at all as a kid? No, I always wanted to. It's like this is on my like to do list. I was like, oh yeah, this and like Great Expectations. I really should get to these. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always I just, felt bad that I never got into it. I just read the Cliff's Notes of Animorphs one through twenty six, and uh, it just doesn't. You don't get the whole thing that way. No. Chris, did you read any? No. 
And oh, wow. Okay, so so oh, Curtis, man. it's sort of on you to explain this to us. And Anna is so excited to hear us talk about this, and with especially with love. So we're going we're gonna to play <laughs> Curtis Rissa Explains It All. So we're going to ask you some questions rolls about off the, the series. Yeah, just can't, can't believe they didn't go with that originally. We're going to ask you some questions <laughs> about the series, and you are going to explain them to us as best you can. Okay. I'm, I'm down. Okay, so, for, first off, can I? I have a, I have a burning, burning question. Does anyone have sex while they're animals? <laughs> <laughs> it took 26 uh, books for the obvious two characters to kiss. As so humans, no. as humans, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think they don't. I don't know what they're allowed. I don't think. I don't know if they ever get over 18 in the books. Like, I don't think uh, they can even have sex, even in megamorphs. Um, no, I think Megamorphs are just, like, non-canon, like, you know, you know those, like, Spider-Man defeated, like, a god, but, like, not in the series, just uh, in the okay. separate. <laughs> I do remember that famous it. spin-off, Situation. Spider-Man <laughs> v. God. It's <laughs> a grudge Spider-Man match. Spider-Man versus Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It was really intense. I would watch quips. that. <laughs> uh, so the answer is no. That makes, that makes perfect sense. I, I'm glad we got now, that burning question out of the morph, way. Important question. Important question. If they like morph into dogs, are they then 13 in in dog years, or because then they're like old dogs and well above the age mm. of majority, and then they have to join yeah. a fraternity. <laughs> That's what dogs. So dog. Now you're in a frat. O- old old dogs. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what the age. I know Tobias. Like stays a hawk chilling for like all the books, however long that is. And I know when they turn into animals, okay. they like get the animal urges they have to fight. And I know there's like one of the books, like one of the sadder one of the books, I think, is like either totally told or half told through Jake's brother. And it's just him like crying and watching <laughs> his life fall apart as he's oh. controlled by an alien. <laughs> oh, kind geez. of a bummer there. Do you? Um, so actually, that's yeah. that interests me a lot. So. The age thing is a mess, but also, like, the animal instinct thing I just don't understand entirely. Because um, it seems like they would just be bad at being cats. Like, if you're like, now I'm in a cat body, you'd be like, how does all this <laughs> tail balance work? But they get all that, but they also are still people. And they don't I have think- sex with anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, cat sex is not something you want. I'm not saying you want, but I don't think you can fight it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> In the attack, isn't he like, hey, you gotta kill me if I start freaking out? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and if then I'm he doesn't start he freaking out. he transforms into a howler, which we thought were evil, but then it turns out they just have, like, the brains of, like, just like little kids or dolphins or whatever. Well, <laughs> I also, I, I don't like their, I don't like her reading of what it's like to be a cat, because when he was in the cat body, his cat instinct was like, hey, you should grab that string and play with it, because that seems like so much fun. And I don't think that's how cats work. I think cats play with string because they think it's an alive thing that they want to murder. <laughs> yeah. No, cats Cats are ruthless murder machines. They are. And I, so uh, it, I, I would imagine his brain would be like, is that, ca- is that string alive? Or are those feathers a real bird? Because I will murder them. <laughs> I bet I could kill that if I wanted to. I'm going to try to kill that. I'm gonna kill it. <laughs> Which is even more scary when like their primary morphs are like, Zach, or, or Jake goes to be a tiger. Which is like a huge cat mm-hmm. that is made of power and and murder and murder and like Marco becomes a gorilla and like which is like made of know, like sweetness you, you but got... too bigness which is kind of fun <laughs> <laughs> too big and boy when they get mad right oh uh, yeah 
Also, I don't know. Curtis, seems, could you describe for dangerous. us the morphing process? Because in one of the fr- in the first book, oh, I think Jake says, "I can't describe what it felt like." And like, I think as the author, that's literally your job. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, can so you it's interpret- a slow morph, and it takes a, it takes a while. Yeah, it takes a little bit. Yeah. Like, you know, a, a number of seconds, and so for a while, they're a grotesque. Like a uh, half man. <laughs> well, half you've seen that computer generated Ex- cover. There's a lot of except steps along for the way. Cassie. Yeah, like they make good. a point to say that Cassie's really, really good at morphing. Like for some reason, like yeah. everyone morphs and looks gross except Cassie, who looks like a goddess every single time. Huh? Yeah, because Jake has a crush on her. That's why. Oh, right. <laughs> but, uh, but so besides itchy, but, Curtis, but, what is the process like? <laughs> Super besides itchy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really remember that part. I just remember, like, they trans... It's like, I think later on in the books, it's like, and now I'm a tiger, and so I'm fighting. <laughs> oh. Like, I think they kind of grace past it. Yeah. And they wear, like, uh, what... They they got over the being naked part. How'd that work? Oh, out? that's a great. Question. When they go back to human, their clothes don't. <laughs> Are they because early on they just like just like rip out of the clothes. Are they just wearing bathrobes so that there's plenty of space? I, th- I <laughs> think they the just wearing bathrobes everywhere. Around <laughs> and then later in a fight, you see a tiger and a gorilla both in very small <laughs> bathrobes. <laughs> I think they set up like. Like different parts around town where they have secret stashes for clothes, mm-hmm. uh, and then it's like a lot of references to like sexy yet discreet glances at each other as tension r- rises. Yeah. So it's oh, just man. like it's like Amazon lockers. It's just like there's a Seven Eleven, and if you know the right code, there's a bunch of teenagers' clothes in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's huh. weird. And also you know, like a bird guarding them. Into, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Chris, what was your Watch question? Watch out for that hawk guard. Oh no, no, no! I was just gonna say like, because Cassie could go, she could morph back into like tight-fitting clothing, right? Oh, right, right. Oh. She was yoga pants before she would get them back. Which, where are they going? I mean, where are all the parts going? Because like, it's well, no, I, uh, I know, I can answer that one, guys. Okay, great. Uh, little known fact: most animals uh, do have a layer of yoga pants. <laughs> Um, <laughs> built into their skin. Up inside so them. It's, ever, it's yeah. one of the Rudyard Kipling Just So stories is about <laughs> the yoga. <laughs> oh, here's a question for you. So there's um, there's this guy, Alec, who uh, they team up with in this, in this uh, attack, who is a super powerful, super old uh, pacifist android. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. how did they meet that dude? And how did that dude think... Like, man, I got to team up with these worthless kids who can sometimes <laughs> animals. I, I just remember really hate, like, I, my Alec familiarity is pretty low, but I remember hating him because <laughs> oh, he just really? like, oh yeah, I feel like he just kind of shows up and he's like, you could do this or this, but no matter what you do, this is going to be fucked. And then just goes. <laughs> so like, Alec out. Like, I'm pretty sure he's the yeah. guy who's like, Tobias, here's power so you can still fighting, but you can't be a boy. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a dick. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I love that choice though. So that's kind of fun. Um, I like him having to decide between those. I got to follow up kind of on, on just like uh, overpowered uh, characters. So the Elemist? Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah the Elemist. That's why, the good, why super not just, powerful cosmic being. Why not just fucking take his morph? Like morph into an <laughs> Elemist. 
Then you get like five Elmists versus like the Howlers, and you're like, well, I guess Elmists win because they can do everything. There's like Q okay. from Star Trek. That's re- I, be, before you answer wait, that, wait. That's, I have a sub question, which is because they acquire the DNA from a, an animal in order to morph into that animal. Can they share a morph? So once one person has it, can the other person get the DNA from the morphed person? Oh, it's like a copy of a oh, copy. Oh, like wow. would, they have to, would they have to fuck? Yeah, we're really. <laughs> <laughs> <No>, Ezra. <laughs> what? what? I, that was Chris. It sounded like you in the words, though. <laughs> I, I that's still a great question. Like, if you if you copied a morph from a morph, would it just like even, like bad copies and then like copy of a copy? So like, yeah, you just kind of get like a, really like a shitty tiger, a mushy elephant, oh, <laughs> like, kind of an elephant. <laughs> do they ever do that? Do you remember? Curtis? Yeah, the morphing leaves a lot of. Questions. I don't. I don't <laughs> think. I mean, is is at, where's at, when does Axe come? I don't remember. That's a good. Yeah, Axe. Axe was in in the book that we read. It was read, fun so jumping yeah. twenty five like, books. We they, up with that. they have the super Axe. android friend and the guy who can stop time and the and the uh, and the so, Axe along. It's just we just Axe comes in the eighth book. So like they can take crazy alien powers. I don't know why they don't take more powerful being powers more often. But I don't think they ever. I can't remember a time where they took a morph from a morph. Okay. Okay. You, um, what was the original part of that question? Oh, yes. Elmist. I want. I want. About the like, oh, yeah, not yeah. just like. Well, but I was wondering because it seems like he's just an illusion all the time. So could, you probably couldn't take a morph from a hologram. Yeah, yeah hologram. You, you gotta touch him. Could you ever touch a rainbow? <laughs> could you ever touch joy? <laughs> no. You morph into a rainbow. Oh man, that'd be great. Um, I want actually, Chris. This is more just a question for you and not for the series. But how good are you at picturing the stuff that was happening? Because hmm. some stuff it, like seemed hard to imagine. Uh, I think as a, I mean, as a kid, I was good. I think I was better as it as a kid than I would be now. Oh, sure, man, that's sad. Like when you read uh, it. <laughs> oh, that doesn't seem sad. To me. That, that is sad. Things <laughs> <laughs> could be both, Alex. Well, that's true, I guess that's true. So, Curtis, like, so for example, when you were reading it this time, did you like? Uh, let me read you the description of the escort, and you tell me. So the escort have heads like vultures, but on long necks protruding from f- a flat oval platform for shoulders. Their arms are triple-jointed, mm-hmm. one tentacle finger, two claws, legs that look like they're crawling on their knees backwards, but they aren't, one long prehensile toe, two claws on the side of thick pads for feet. The midsection is bare, and it looks like an accordion made out of veined pink flesh, and there's lava flowing over it or through it. I'm not really sure. Um... So I guess two questions. One is, was this author paid by the word? And number two, uh, <laughs> when you hear all of that, do you have a picture of something? Or is that just does not? Because to me, that just prints out an error message. <laughs> <laughs> just the image didn't load. Yeah. Broken GIF. Yeah. <laughs> if, if there's like a... Uh, some of it, like now some of it's fucked up in my mind because like of the show. So mm. like... The show and the toys, like, gave me an impression that, like, I can't mm. get out of my head now. Uh, but when I was reading them as a kid, they were, uh, they were, like, the covers of, like, the Andalite Chronicles and the Hork Bajor Chronicles and, like, stuff like that had, like, images of what the aliens looked like. Uh, and then you would just use that. Oh, but, like, yeah. now I can't, like, now I, like, when I think of Jake, I picture the guy who played Iceman in the X-Men series, which is annoying because I don't think that's what I had originally. <laughs> All of this about yeah, you like losing not. your childhood imagination 
Uh, I'm sure this is a. I'm sure this is a, a an analogy for something, and I just don't know what it is. <laughs> now, did you ever get those silver bells uh, from like the Polar Express? And can you still hear that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Curtis. Um, so here's a question for you. I mean, these these books uh, surprised me a lot with how violent they were and how bloody they were and the kids get like stabbed and like arm blown up <laughs> just like a that. lot and when they tr- they unmorph they instantly heal um there are a lot of like basically things that should kill them um and a lot of they do a lot of killing where's the ptsd where's all the <laughs> the psychological trauma of having these child soldiers? i mean we stopped reading like, at 26 my guess is uh, like my impression from reading the the summaries is that there's some intense shit like that later yeah i mean this well, if you if you get uh, this, she has a Kay Applegate has a follow up series that has nothing to do with this one that just like takes all the most gruesome parts and keeps it. It's like Ooh. the human race ends and they get on a ship and they land on a ship and the ship is run by aliens and the aliens are trying to help but they confuse the nature disc for the art disc so the alien makes the human world uh hell like he just takes from Dante's Inferno and then the people are like oh now we live here now uh, <laughs> so, so that book you should definitely read that if you can that's a good way uh, to make lemons the, lemonade out of lemons like well I guess we're in hell alright <laughs> but with the animal I know like by the by the last book like they're pretty fucked like Jake is pretty much just like lost a lot and is like goal oriented war guy I think, like, spoiler alert, if you guys aren't intending to read 54 books, by the last one, I think they, like, they kill Visser 3, but the Yerks get Axe. No! So, like, the final scene is, like, one of them has, like, an arm, one of them is dead, and they're, like, Jake is, like, shooting phasers at Axe's ship before it escapes the galaxy or something. Oh, man. Well, since we didn't really know where Axe came from, I guess it's not too bad to lose him. But <laughs> he's, he's the Axe yeah, come, he's the Axe go. He's, he's Elisaur's or whatever's brother. He's like the second prince of. Oh uh, man, that's a bummer then. Um, that so that's the ending is them just like losing and losing Axe. Yeah, I think the ending is like there's like I don't remember because I didn't read all the ones uh, towards the end, the end. But there's like yeah. they've like definitely. There's been like pretty great loss. I'm pretty sure somebody is dead. If people were a lot of people wanted us to talk about how the, how it ended, and since we didn't get there, we don't really know. I don't know that much about it, but that seems appropriate. It does seem like they should should have died by now. Even by 26, it's like, <laughs> I mean, you guys are pretty rad being a tiger and whatever, but this is bigger Thanks. than you. You should lose this fight. Did you guys see yeah. that Power Rangers short that was going around? I did. No. That's what the, the ending always reminded me of. It's like, why the fuck would you give 12-year-olds this power? Why wouldn't you give, like, a million? Yeah! That was just bad <laughs> luck. If, if the Andalite had crash-landed in, like, anywhere there were adults, this would be a much better <laughs> war. No, you, you give, like, SEAL Team 6 these powers. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then it's better almost immediately. I, well, the Wikipedia gave me the impression that near the end, they do actually, like, give the morphing power to SEALs. To Navy SEALs, not SEAL SEALs. Oh, like someone who can actually do something with Although it? Although, if you're a Navy SEAL, Navy SEAL I think <laughs> Oh, good, a Harbor SEAL! <laughs> I do think if you're a Navy SEAL and you have anamorphic powers, you're required at some point to morph into a Harbor SEAL. <laughs> yeah. Okay, actually, that'd be great. That up, Where you what's going the... on. <laughs> you, you get the ability to morph, but only in puns out of your name. <laughs> <laughs>
Rotation standard. Take her up two degrees. Easy on the pressure gauge. Baron North, 112 degrees. Blimp stuff. Blimpy blimp. Having a blimp. Blimp chatter. Cut the chatter, guys. We are almost over Viscount Veggie's headquarters. But good work piloting this blimp, Roger Taylor, John Spiegelberg, Alexandria Savage, Mike Painter, and Kyle Flug. And now we join Crisis and Meatberg, already in progress. Go to read-weep.com slash meatbuddies to join the crusade for or against the evil Viscount Veggie. There it is, the Viscount's castle. We know he wants to destroy Meatberg and replace it with bok choy or whatever vegans eat, but we don't know how. What we need is a reconnaissance team to go down there, but who would be brave enough to parachute down to Viscount Veggie's castle and sneak around capturing his plans? <laughs> Tony Raposo reporting for duty. Amanda Leburn checking in. Wendy Benkert present. Christina Newitz also here. Looks like we struck it rich. You all came prepared in spy-equipped drop suits. Yeah, yeah ten of course. Uh-huh. All right, team. Everybody double-check your meat shoots before we jump. We'll stay in a classic four-way sequential formation. Deployment number one at 3,500 feet. The landing zone is clearly just outside the castle walls. More skydiving stuff. Hey. Jumpy, jumpy, parachute, parachute. A parachute. Meanwhile, in the Viscount's castle. Okay, henchmen, here's the plan. If we want to bring down Meatberg and create our very own vegan heaven in its place, we have to focus on two areas. First, supply. Where are all these meat buddies coming from? A big pipe outside of town. There was a rhetorical question, henchman Tom Schroeder. Of course I already knew that. We need to plug up that pipe. And second, what gives Meatberg its power? Nobody? Nothing? Wasn't that a rhetorical question, too? No, that wasn't a rhetorical question, henchman Ben Babcock. I I actually don't know. Ah, uh, do you actually know what a rhetorical question is? Viscount, it sounds like you just mean questions. Well, actually, I'm a bit fuzzy on that, henchman Adam Kennedy. So, regular, non-rhetorical question, what is the heart of Meatburg? I don't know what it is, but we need to destroy it. Does anybody have any questions? Was that rhetorical? N- no idea. I have a rhetorical question. Is that what you want? Uh, hmm. These rhetorical questions are confusing. From now on, we only do normal questions, or our meetings are going to take forever. Overhearing. Wait, what was that? Real question. Uh, it sounded like somebody was spying on us. Oh my god, there are meat buddies here right now. Grab your Morningstar Farms brand guns, everybody. Let's show these guys how vegans fight. Running, getting out of here. Uh, run, running, run, running, run, running, uh, running, uh, running, uh, running, jumping. Get out of here. Run, run, run. Escape. Will our new meat buddy reconnaissance team survive? Or will we find out the horrors that a Morningstar Farms brand gun can do? Find out next week in another episode of Crisis in Meatburg. And help save the town from awful vegans by going to read-weep.com slash meatbuddies. A small monthly donation might just be the difference between victory and defeat. Morningstar Farms, when you want to unleash unspeakable horrors. Meat buddies, meat buddies, meat buddies, meat buddies, meat buddies. Meat buddies, meat buddies, meat buddies. All right, you guys, uh, we're running out of time, but I got a couple of quick segments I want to get through. First up, I, we had a couple people on Facebook ask these two questions, and I think they're interrelated. So uh, Jessica wanted to know how we would fail to survive in one of these books, but also sure. she wanted to know if we were trapped in a morph, which would we want it to be? And I think both of those are kind of similar. Uh, so I like if you have a thought on either one of those, I'd like to hear it. Also... Caitlin predicted that Ezra would say some sort of fish. 
What? As do you feel fishy? I don't know what that means. <laughs> Wait, for how I feel a survivor, how I'd be trapped in. Uh, for yeah, yeah trapped. All right, in? sturgeon guys. There, you were right. <laughs> so, like, if you were in these books, would you survive? And if you were trapped as an animal, what would you want to be? Either of those questions, I think I'll take answers from. Okay, uh, I'll I'll kick us off here. Go for it. Uh, fail to survive, easy. I would be cut in half by a hork bajir. I mean, those things are made of blades, and yeah. it is a freaking miracle that no one got killed in the first That's, book. Yeah, uh, so fine. And it also, like, they morph to save their lives, but, like, it seems like morphing takes energy and focus, and even just a small cut, and I'm like, I give up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, if I were to be trapped in a morph, see, the thing is, what I like about this this series is that, like, you couldn't stay in society as a tiger. You would get tranked by animal control, right? A well, hawk, sure. you can fly away. But, like, all the most badass animals are really, you want that to be a single serving of morph. So <laughs> I would want to be point. something like, yeah, like, like uh, you know, something innocuous, like a, a pug or a butterfly. Oh. Mm. I wouldn't say a pug or a is innocuous. Or a butter pug? Well, people go, oh, you're really cute, but you see a pug just uh, walking by? I mean, you're not going to pay that but much doesn't attention. A, okay, right? here's my problem. We really have to get this age thing settled, because I think a butterfly lives like eight minutes. Um, so, if you, <laughs> wow. like, so if I was going to be stuck in a morph, I'd want it to be like tortoise. Like, what 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 lives the longest? Give me that. But why would you yeah, want to like, live with cost? tortoise for a long time? Yeah. Yeah, no. forever, because I don't like want to die. <laughs> but or you're like a tortoise. A, I, would, I would take... An orca <laughs> is, oh. could... Morph into coral. I would definitely morph into coral. <laughs> yeah, I would take whale biomass immediately. But I would take coral. I would take those desert trees in the in Nevada that live like a thousand yeah. years into a tree. Yeah, so, is they just morph into quick, a tree? Quick tree mode. Tree morph would be a really funny morph. <laughs> they do say it just has to be biological. They don't say it has to be mobile. That's true. Yeah, right. You could be a virus. Like, I, oh, yeah. viruses morph really into cute. Ebola. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that would that would be pretty effective, especially because these aliens like aren't they don't have immunities to Earth diseases. Mm-hmm. That's what we learned yeah. from War of the Worlds. So I guess yeah. the answer is I would fail to survive because I would immediately morph into a desert tree and live forever, but not help. <laughs> I'm out, guys. You're not, really, nice you. you're not really helping the situation, Alex. <laughs> well, she also um, uh, Jessica Curtis, said. How about you, buddy? Really quick before I, before you go, Curtis. Uh, Jessica specifically said, "If you were trapped in a morph, what would it be? Not what would you like it to be? So it's possible you'd get oh. trapped in something on accident, and I think that's more likely for me that it'd be something really yeah. stupid. Like yeah. I was doing this gag <laughs> where I was like, I'm gonna pretend to be a, a pug for an hour, and then I just lose track of time. Boom, <laughs> pug forever. Distracted by your own wrinkly face. Oh yeah. God, <laughs> Curtis, what would you want to morph into forever? Uh." Uh, Fortunately, it's not going to happen to you because you have family and people who care about you. That's true. Right, it only happens to people who are like orphans. Yeah. And I follow the rules that aliens tell me to follow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, can you? Could you morph into other people? Ooh, I don't want to. I don't see why not. I mean, I don't see yeah, why you on, want on to. What do you want? You just have to touch them first. Who do you want right? to be, Curtis? I would morph into Michael Clark Duncan. Mm. Because why? Just for just, it seems fun to be that big. <laughs> I don't want to work on it. You I just, just want to have be, all that. just you just want to be huge. No, I would morph into uh, so, something with like a really short. I mean, like if I had to be trapped too. to something, it would be something with like a relatively short life span, like didn't, a deer, like Chris didn't, Evans. Didn't Michael Clark Duncan a couple die a couple years ago? Yeah, he yeah, just died three years ago. So that would be bad. That would be short life expectancy. 
That's true. If you morphed into a guy who does not exist anymore. But his DNA is still there. I guess it is. So like do you just dinosaurs. need... Oh, that's not... Like, now they get, like, crime scene stuff. They get, ha- like, a hair, and they've got your DNA. Are you just, like, walking around getting, like, saliva off a Sprite can, and then you become that... Oh, that's actually kind of funny. It's like a, a grab bag? That's probably what happens with me. I, like, I probably... I probably just, like, just... I'm morphing into everything that I touch, and um, then, like, I, it's probably, like, some murder victim, and that person, like, oh, well, I, I meant to kill this guy the first time. I should kill him again. And, and, and then... all you want to do is have sex as a morph, so you would basically... Like, the Ezra world would just be, like, a DNA key party. <laughs> oh, <laughs> of random yeah, I'd die so many ways. <laughs> yeah, Alex, uh, just for future reference, DNA key party is something I never want to hear again. <laughs> I'll put that in the show notes. Um, How about a KNAD party? But, nope. Uh, so, lastly, nope, you guys, it's time to play top five the five things that our fans wanted us to make sure we talk about before the show's over. We asked on Facebook, facebook.com slash read and weep, and on Twitter at read underscore weep. Here are the top five things people want to hear about. Number one, uh, Rachel wanted us to cover the ending. Already done. Check. It sounds sad, but also probably very reasonable. Number two, uh, poignant. Mark wants oh, to yeah, sure Rachel's the one the who dies CG and Tobias covers. flies away with her ashes. What? No. You guys, the six CG covers. Oh, They're yeah. sick. They're they are great. pretty dope. <laughs> Do you guys, oh, did you guys, you guys read them on the, on, online or whatever, uh-huh. right? We read the ebooks. Oh, in the real books, the little corner of the book is a flip book for the t- the of the title. Of the so like oh. so like you flip the corner of the pages and you see Jake transform into a lizard. Oh, oh man, that's cool. shit! All right, like, so, and then like in the book. bigger volumes, like you would flip it and it would like show you the history of the war and like it was super cool. Man, you guys I, missed out I, on like I, half yeah, the experience. I, I, I gotta say, because I thought the book series, like I was kind of mixed feelings about it, but now I'm 100 percent on board. That's a great idea. <laughs> I like this idea now. Packaging saves the day. You can judge a book by its cover. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Or by its, its flip, by its flip book, flip yeah. corner. Stephanie wants us to figure out why, as a 13 year old, she really wanted to bang the alien guy, Axe. So, why is that? Oh, because Axe was the hottest. That's not, well, yeah. that's not Isn't actually he like, like half a deer? Isn't he like one of those fragile little deers? He's half anything, well, Alex. Oh, that's true. <laughs> oh, he also smells like Axe body spray, which we know is the most intoxicating scent in the history that's of the world. True. <laughs> Truth. Uh, man, this whole book is really different if you just picture him as a walking can of Axe body spray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is just is this it? is what Ez really wants is to sleep with a morpher. So you got to worry, like, Oof. what happens if they start concentrating on the wrong things? Like, because they're touching you, right? So if they're concentrating on you, do they become you? Oh, well, we, I, I, don't, I don't care. I'm in, like, a, a trance, right? Oh, right. And then I'm, really, I'm really docile because I'm having sex with myself? <laughs> uh, really, Chris? That makes you uncomfortable. Like... <laughs> there are issues of consent. But if it's your... I don't love it. Wait, wait. But you're, you're yourself. How can you not consent to yourself? Right. Wait a second, it, guys. Like, wait, wait, I'm not right. the kind of person who wants to have sex with myself, and all of a sudden, but I'm have you seen you into a trance? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> wait, guys, guys. What if uh, I? So I think I know how. Like I, um, I think I know how I feel to survive. I try to absorb my own like DNA and just like put myself in like a looping trance forever. <laughs> you just badly. You're just so happy with your own life. You're like, I just want to become myself. Yeah, or you so desperately want sleep? Stuck is there. that what it is? <laughs> yeah, you morph into a. <laughs> that is totally. So you don't actually want to be a morpher. You want to be. Uh, you want to be the android who can just create a hologram of a parent, so you can go to sleep and your kid's not. Or sad. or 
just become an animal that like takes like really like powerful like short naps. Oh, what animal is that? <laughs> oh. When that hyena is out, man, could you morph your? All right, Uh, two more uh, in our top five. At wants to thrill on Twitter said, "Wants us to talk about how intense and frankly heartbreaking the end of the series got. Life and morality lessons in a YA series. A couple other people mentioned the ending, but this is like one that I wanted to discuss about just the intenseness. Like the the howlers being kids was a pretty intense twist." Yeah, and they yeah. Some it's more like twists a, going on. Applegate's willing to go there. I guess there are some pretty this fun is, stuff. Well, I think this is actually this is what made Harry Potter good. It was just like this is like kids are in this world, but like it's a very adult world that's like pretty messed up and dangerous. And I think mm-hmm. that's actually what kids want to read about. I mean, that's the thing about, that I go like, back and forth on about Harry Potter, which is like, <laughs> where are the adults? <laughs> I mean, at least in this world, it's like, well, the adults don't know and can't know. But in Harry Potter, it's like the adults know, and they seem like they're just not working very hard on this problem. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> or there might be butterbeer is pretty great. Albums. Yeah, <laughs> just that's what, churning this butterbeer. That's what makes it so much fun when you're like a t- teenager and you're like, yeah, look, these adults suck. So like, we just got to turn into tigers, and it's like really compelling. <laughs> Find a nickel for every time. <laughs> and lastly, in our top five, at Karastar uh, said her favorite thing was his or her, it's hard with Twitter, favorite thing was how badass Rachel was but then the plot actually showed how difficult it was for her and also her insecurities. Um, I do like a teenage girl whose insecurities involve threatening to rip people's arms off almost constantly. Yeah. I think we should all turn our insecurities towards rage. <laughs> if we can. Well, now I don't like that anymore, so maybe that's just... <laughs> maybe this whole thing is an allegory for what it's like to be a teenage girl. Most mm. things the are. The adults suck, and so you just want to turn into a tiger. Did you yeah, guys ever read Fearless? No. Fearless? No. Fearless was a book series about uh, this girl. Uh, she she was, like, incapable of feeling fear. And she was, oh. she was like, a spy or something. She was, like, helping. I don't know. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> For having read that Wait, book? Side note, guys. Did you ever read the, read the Chocolate Touch like where this oh guy, yeah like, yeah the, it was the everything. the takeoff on the Midas touch where he turned everything to chocolate yeah but with chocolate <laughs> I loved that book. I did too but that was before dark chocolate was really a thing so he was turning everybody into like crappy milk chocolate but he didn't know any better why don't and you I didn't know like any better milk chocolate what you people milk chocolate <laughs> can be very good <laughs> yeah right Ugh. it was great man you look. You go back to your like ten year old self. You enjoyed milk chocolate, all right? You can't it's say anything. Else I enjoyed that. a lot of bad. You don't things even back remember then. what it was like to be ten. You're all too old. I <laughs> not like you. <laughs> Vivid memories. The wonder of being 10. Majesty. You were ten twenty oh, years ago. Oh man, thanks for saying oh, that out loud. That's shitty. Um, <laughs> if you guys want to, thanks, you guys play along with the top five. Go to Facebook.com/slash/readandweep or at tweet at read underscore weep. We'll tell you the topic in advance. Make sure you like. Usually by Friday, we'll have a question up and just let us know what you want us to talk about about that topic. Lastly, up today, it's time for the minor compliment, the second half of our compliment sandwich. We're gonna go in reverse order, which means, as you're up first, what's your minor compliment? Um. I mean, I I think it's pretty cool, man. To, to Tobias gets to be a bird. I just, I, it's it's like the best thing that he could I could possibly get out of it. No control over like, bowels, poop while flying. That's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> for for those yeah, of you who are just joining us on Reed and Weep, that is a callback to episode three. 
<laughs> Do you remember that? That was the notebook where we talked about wanting to be a seagull and how you get to poop while you're flying. <laughs> that is a callback wow. of over 278 episodes. That's more Here than we are, a four, four and a half years later, what have we done with our lives? <laughs> We're just going back to bird, birds, bird poop jokes. Um, yeah. uh, my compliment... Uh, actually, my compliment... We, we sort of talked about this already, but my compliment is to the tearaway clothing. Um, to the, 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 the like exploding out of your clothes like Twilight. I'm glad to know that they solved <laughs> the problem, because I was going to say, the uh, how has nobody suggested those pants with snaps up the side... That you can literally tear away yeah. without damaging. <laughs> How are they not always yeah. wearing tearaway lounge pants? Do they still well, make those? And then also, <laughs> yes, they still make those. Alex, it's a really <laughs> weird ask. If you're There's like, still a market for them, clearly. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird ask. I mean, the track pants, yes, but just other clothes. So you're not just wearing track pants all the time. It's a weird ask for a 13 year old to be like, "Hey, do you have stripper clothing that's sized for me?" <laughs> like, it's not gonna work. But you know how sometimes like there's like, like wait an, until they're. I don't know if you know there was like the, you had one of those. But there was like a bunch of artsy kids in my high school where they would like take two t-shirts and cut them down the middle and sew them back together and be like, "I'm wearing two t-shirts." Did you ever have one of those? Yeah, no. <laughs> we had those. That's cool though. Well, so it's like that, but instead of sewing them, you just use Velcro, and then you're like, "Explode out of my t-shirts." <laughs> You're, okay, no, you can Velcro. morph into animals. Surely you can also negotiate a tailor who can sew your clothes with Velcro in them. Yeah, or you could like bully them into doing it. Yeah, as you, a tiger. A tiger yeah, this tiger is demanding yeah. some more tearaway shirts. <laughs> I would love to be that tailor who gets in this like awkward situation. Where, like, well, I can't be late on the tiger's order. I guess. <laughs> yeah, this is a, well, a nice looking store. Gonna wreck you. Yeah, this yeah. is a nice looking store. It'd be a shame if someone mauled it. <laughs> uh, Chris, literally a bull in a china shop. Yes, um, <laughs> yes. Oh man, the, yeah, so you morph into a bull, and then the tailor shop morphs into a china shop because it's confused. Yeah, exactly. Chris, mm-hmm, what's your yeah. minor compliment? Well, a- so my minor compliment is for the writing style, uh, which I think tried nobly to inhabit the mind of a thirteen, fourteen-year-old. So instead of saying a drugstore. They would say things like, this really neat store that sells magazines and toys and housewares and candy and meds. Meds are medicine. Sorry for the lingo. <laughs> I really liked when they explained that meds were short for medicine. Jake was yeah. so cool, man. He knew what meds was for. <laughs> yeah, or this really cool place that has desks and a chalkboard and some art on the wall that was real relatable, like I could have done it. And, oh, there were other kids there and a teacher. And, like, it's just, like, come on. Jake it's, treating it's, us like we're aliens. Just say, yeah. I liked it. <laughs> that was fun. I, 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 when he explained that meds were medicine, I was like, man, the 90s were crazy. We didn't really know what stuff stood for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is this contextually accurate? I guess I, guess I didn't know then. Uh, Curtis, you're up last. What is your minor compliment? Uh, this is the greatest book series of all time. Uh, did, mm-hmm. is this I really just say the, that twice. You, you can't. Is this really the top thing for you? You didn't have anything else you liked better? Uh, I was a really lonely kid. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, like, it wasn't until I went back and reread it and, like, you guys, was, like, talking to you guys about that, like, I think, I think this book series meant way more to me than is healthy as a child. <laughs> <laughs> was it because of the allegory? Because you were just, you always wanted to know what it was like to be a teenage girl? I think it was because when I started reading it, I was a little younger than a teenager, so even if the things they were saying as teenagers were wrong, I was like, that's how cool kids must talk. Yeah, totally. And then it was like, and then I think it just, like, after this series, I remember, like, every young adult series I read was like, 
the same, but with less sci-fi. Like, there's Tomorrow Where the World Began, where some undis- like undescribed Asian country takes over Australia. There's, like, I just remember a bunch of, like, we're teenagers in war books, but this one was the first. That's so intense, man. <laughs> I Like, all of my... We were talking about this a little bit yesterday, the other day. My uh, All of my kids' books were, like, like, magical realism in high school sports. It was a lot of, like, a lot of that. It just it was much less intense than these. I read some like I mean I guess say cheese and die was pretty much about death, but like yeah, goosebumps was all pretty intense. And like the first lesson from that is like no one will ever believe you and you're on your own. <laughs> yeah, never good idea to split up. Why does everybody want to split up? I've been I've been going about this for days now. I actually really liked the splitting up when they were like he can't kill all five of us. It was I thought that was a really great like well one of us is gonna die let's hope it's Rachel and then they just go. <laughs> Which is so grim. That is so grim. It is grim. And they were like, instantly, they were like, let's sacrifice one. I mean, in that first, like, after that alien scene, they sacrificed a person who was, like, squatting in that abandoned construction site. They were like, maybe he got away. And then they just didn't talk about him again. (laughs) Let's not think about it too hard, huh? (laughs) They were straight murdering early on in this. I don't know. I don't think this wasn't really, that wouldn't have been for me. It's Animorphs colon straight murdering is a pretty good, like something name. It's like a, a uh, what's it, like a punk pop band. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Thirty seconds to Mars, taking back Sunday. Animorphs straight to murder. Straight up murder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, you guys, that is it for our show. That's the uh, it for our first episode of Foreign Bodies Month. You just got to be first in it. Ooh, Great name. Sort of like the way they named it the Animorphs, where one kid was like, what if we called ourselves the Animorphs? And they were like, all right. It's like that. It's just whoever <laughs> names it first names so it So not forever. straight to murder and then. All right, fine. <laughs> so uh, next week, we're continuing that theme. We're going to be watching the History Channel show, Ancient Aliens. So still aliens, but older, right? Not teenagers. Yeah, no. Now they're ancient. I. This is about how like the alien. I mean, I'm so excited about this. It's a History Channel show about how aliens basically created all of Earth technology. I think, or maybe they didn't, Mm. or maybe they did. It's really, it's really up in the air. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. I'm really excited about that. It's sponsored by Jacob and Melina from Des Moines, who said. Uh, we both love and hate this show. We love critiquing it, and uh, it provides a much-needed place to vent our frustration. So we also always need a place to vent our frustration, and we also love critiquing things. I'm excited about it. <laughs> um, also, I want to thank all of our new meat buddies who fell out of the pipe this week. Uh, that was pretty exciting. Yeah. Was there a name for the pipe? Is it a meat pipe? Or, Probably uh... meat pipe. We're, it seems like the namer of Meatburg is pretty lazy. Uh, but thanks to Tony and Amanda and Wendy and Christine, I'm so excited to have all of you on Spy Team in Meatburg. Um, sorry, you yeah. all sound like Curtis. Yeah, and thanks to yeah, thanks to all our meat buddies, man. Thanks, uh, always thanks to all our meat crazy buddies. Ride. Yeah, if you want yeah. to join, you can go to read-weep.com/meatbuddies. Even for as low as a dollar a month, you can just become our favorite person. We're not really offering you anything for it except good feelings and making the show continue. Those are two things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's worth about a dollar. <laughs> really? That's how much you... you I, how well, much would you pay for good one, feelings? I'm just saying, like, like, Girl Style Cookies currently are $5 a box. Are they really? Like, what? This is cons- yeah. 
Five dollars a box. I don't want to. I don't want cookies. people to hate me, but Girl Scout cookies aren't very good cookies. Can we just like they're good for Girl Scout products, but they're not great cookies. Well, you also, you also that, said that you didn't like Beyonce, so I think you just don't I've get to have opinions said that. anymore. Wait, you not, don't like right, Beyonce? Right now. Alex, so you like Beyonce I love a lot. Beyonce. I just said that her most recent album was slower than I would like. Oh, like, doesn't you like, like Beyonce. A, you like a dance hit. I like, like the dance, dance, dance Beyonce more than the power ballad Beyonce. <laughs> Radio said speed it up, and Alex agrees. <laughs> mm. She just takes it slow. It's just not my thing. I don't know. I, and also, there's this whole thing where Jay-Z comes on her dress for a while, and it's like, what? how long do I want to listen to a song about Jay-Z coming on her? Uh, well, wait, how, how long is the song, I guess? Well, it's like two songs mushed together, and they're like four and a half minutes together. Oh, which is Hemonica Lewinsky's All On My Gone. Uh, which is also a problem, because uh, it feels like that's making Monica Lewinsky on the dress. It's making her, It feels like there's an agency problem. It seems like he Bill Clinton on her dress. Anyway, I feel like that song is... Maybe he made a design of Monica Lewinsky on the dress. Oh, <laughs> He's very talented. I mean, I know Come it's crazy. I'm getting super uncomfortable about no this No one's topic. ever said anything but the Jay-Z's very talented. This is my point. She made a song that has this really uncomfortable thing in the middle of it. That's not my fault. <laughs> and I like Jay-Z, so just I don't want to have to think about his cum. Anyway, um, I do like Beyonce, though. Could you morph into Jay-Z's cum? <laughs> I don't see. If you if you acquire it, yeah, no problem. Again, not a long That's enough lifespan. I'd rather be a tree. <laughs> uh, although I would, I would morph into Jay Z for a little while. He worked, he worked yeah, hard. Yeah. I don't know if I want to do all of it, like but four minutes and fifty seconds yeah. or something. Like that. <laughs> well, like how about an hour and fifty-five minutes just to be on the same side? <laughs> okay, great. It's weird that they don't morph into like a creature always wearing a watch with a countdown timer. That would make it a lot easier. Mm, yeah, it would. So, just someone who's like really into a Fitbit. Yeah, yeah, you morph into something wearing a Fitbit all the time. I think probably uh, Cassie could do that. Anyway, you guys, uh, review us on iTunes if you have a second. We would really appreciate it. It helps us out. And you can follow us individually. Thanks for being here at C. Walter Smith. Uh-huh. My pleasure. And not really on Twitter. It's Mr. Ezra Fox. Yeah. And, um, go ahead. Some, someone actually tweeted me. Oh, nice. <laughs> you don't tweet, but you will respond if people tweet at you. Yeah. So someone someone, uh, someone tweeted me. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Let me pull it up. Uh at uh, CTK86 tweeted me uh, saying that he was surprised that I looked the way I looked in that photo. Um, which Welcome to is being famous great. on the so, radio. So, yeah, well, I'm, I'm actually... Everyone, uh, if you could write in today and tell us how you picture us. All right. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I, can I actually say, because I haven't seen you in a while, Ezra, here's how I picture you. I imagine you as head like a vulture, but like on a long neck, uh-huh. protruding from a flat <laughs> oval. Your center yeah, yeah. is an accordion made out of lava. <laughs> accurate, accurate. And you look like you're walking on your knees backwards, but three-jointed yes. and one long prehensile toe. You know, I can picture that. <laughs> what am I a racist allegory for, though? Teenage years. It's the only mm-hmm. the only real answer. Uh, speaking of allegories, you can listen to Curtis on his podcast, Black by Popular Demand. Oh, it's it's much less fun and science fictiony than this one. <laughs> yeah, it's much more about serious racial topics. That's a great name, though. Thank you. Yeah, read it and weep is pretty dope. Yeah, thanks, man. It makes less sense when we do movies. <laughs> <laughs> we always read the credits, right? That's right. Um, uh, yeah, Black by Popular Demand, according to your stand-up, is a, the show where you try to trick your white friends into saying something racist. 
Well, we've finally been finding some uh, people of color to have back. It just took like a couple months because oh, nice. we live in Portland. <laughs> yeah, Portland, but, man. Alex, if you ever wanted to come on, we would love we would love to have I you. I would do that. You saw me at the other that other racial discussion that we did in public where I was just awkward the whole time, so I could do that. <laughs> I, there are things that I'm uncomfortable talking about. If there was a podcast about money, uh, I would also have trouble with that. Damn, <laughs> race and money are gross. Thing- and also, I guess Jay Z coming on. <laughs> about that, I just don't want to listen to it. Okay, great. Also, follow Curtis at Curtis underscore Cook, part of the underscore Club on Twitter. Good to have you, Curtis. I would love to do the show, and I appreciate, but I appreciate you doing ours. Oh, also. Oh yeah, yeah thank you for having me. It was really great. I should mention that I did not just have you on because you were part alien growing up. So <laughs> that wasn't the main. It was really rough, you know. It was really rough. <laughs> Having a slug inside your brainstem. All right, you guys, we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. Bye. Psh. I enjoyed my slug. <laughs> <laughs>